0: there
1: was a time i had trouble talking about it congratulate em. we know they doubted somehow we made it up out the pit back against the wall never quit traversing through each obstacle show a non-believer what's possible let nothing they could do stand in between me and my wildest dreams let's go and that come at us could come in between life gave me the worst yet my side grew so green we've been down in the dirt been tossed in the trash, but I never stray from my path. When we're gone, we ain't looking back. Maybe we were all way too high. Maybe that's our fault.
2: It's going to be a crazy
1: time, but it's going to be a fun time. Life is boring if you don't take some chances and do some things
2: outside the box. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fantasy football advice. All right, all right, all right, everyone. It is Feel Good Friday, December 2nd. The final chapter of 2022, the world's comeback story, begins today. The In Between Fantasy Football podcast back here with you, making the most of it. I'm Seth Woolcock, reporting for duty, joined by a man joining us from a Colorado basement, a a lover of good music, better whiskey, but mediocre tight ends. That's Nate Polvo, guys. Give it up for Nate. Nate, how are you doing as we hit 12-22, the uh, quadruple? Uh, number twos for you today how's that hitting for you well i have to put up christmas lights after this so it it's good because that means
1: the weather's nice there we it's, go. Been, it's just been dude it, it was like 17 degrees as a high the other day so hitting 40s is and we're here to talk football let's go
2: let's go baby nate's rocking his tj watt jersey um those of you on the listening stream that can't uh, see him so we appreciate you being here today nate we are, have an absolutely loaded show Do you want to tell the fine people out there what they can expect today So coming up in just a few minutes
1: to do some start-sit questions, we have friend of the show, phenomenal actor, the one and only Michael Stoyanov with us today. And then for our short thing, Sleepers of the Week, another
2: good friend of the show, the one, the only, the Herms. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll start it out with some start-sits and some Thursday night football recap with Mike. And then later on the show, Herms will join us for some sleeper action. I want to welcome in the in-between media family. Looks like we already have some returning members in the chat. Looks like we got trash sandwiches. Says happy feel good Friday. We appreciate UTS joining us. Lucius back in here. Afternoon, guys. He says, and we have John Helmkamp joining us today as well, saying, Just one, baby. Let's go. We appreciate you joining us today, John um guys let's go ahead and welcome in our big guest of the day he is best known for his emmy nominated performance well i guess he's not emmy i mean emmy nominated performance but the show was emmy nominated uh, for the sitcom blossom also known for the dark knight beverly hills 90210 and billions guys get up for the man the myth the legend mike
0: stoyanov <laughs> thank What's you up, so mike? Much. that was a funny flip of the tongue it's like he was Oscar nominated. Oh, no, sorry. He was in a movie <laughs> with Oscar nominated Adrian Brody one time. Um, but yes, thank you. It's great to be here. And uh, it's exciting to, uh, coming down to the stretch, the home stretch, December football. It's going to be great.
2: Absolutely, man. You're back in New York as well, Mike, hanging on the East Coast with us this time.
0: It's true. You can tell by the the Mondrian behind me, not real. And the tree behind me, also not real. So I'm back in my apartment <laughs> in Harlem and uh, yeah, we're having a good time. There we go, man.
2: There we go. And like
0: Nate, hey, it's in the 40s here, so it's not br- a brutal. Like it was like 77 degrees when I left LA, so like, oh, okay, we're not, we're not <laughs> you guys, you mountain men. You're like Jesus, 77.
2: <laughs> Sounds glorious, man. Yeah. I'd be in shorts. We haven't it, seen it, the sun it, in five days over here, you know.
0: We rag on LA a lot, like when you go out, you know, in shorts and a t-shirt on, you know, December 8th, you're like, you know what? This ain't half bad. There's pros <laughs> yeah, right. and cons.
2: How are the vibes feeling on this Friday? Mike, I know you've had some 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 trouble here in the fancy football landscape. You're a big Dave Njoku guy. He might not be going this week. You're Chris Olave. He, he's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Despite all that. How are you feeling today, my friend?
0: I mean, good. Some good, some bad. I've been, as I said, by the way, Scott Fishbowl, this is the Chicago version. I was actually go. in Gotham City division, but I'm a Chicago boy. So I bought that T too. Uh, much love to Scott fish and the SFB 12. I am out. I am out. I had 12 wins and I didn't, as opposed to the requisite 13 that stung. And then I was about 20 points off by qualifying via points. Uh, so I've got one less team to think about. I do have a 10 and two team. I'm pretty excited about. I had a nine and three team like lined up. I was in control in this other division, 14 teamers. So I was pretty excited to go nine and three. And, uh, like, uh, they, we didn't get to see the overtime, even though they said they'd throw it to CBS, the the Raiders game. And I'm like cruising. And then I look down and I'm like, Josh Jacobs has 40 more points literally than he had a minute ago. What the hell? And then I realize that what he's done and that I have, in fact, lost that game and I'm going to be eight and four. But, uh, yeah, uh, then a couple other ones that are throwaways. But in regard to specifics, I'm, 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 holding, I'm holding fast, holding steady. And, uh, yeah, Njoku's an issue, and I've got some running back issues. I don't know that I can go with Najee. Like, am I really going to put Zonovan Knight in ahead of Najee Harris? Right. But it's like, is that crazy, or is it not? I mean, you can't really, you know, be all that jazzed about freaking Najee this week. Like, it just doesn't look good. But, yeah, we're doing all right. How about you guys? Vibes
2: are high for me, man. I mean, the, the the teams haven't been so good this year, but we're putting that aside. Um, you know, really, I think our biggest focus here is just on this content, on growing this family. So all things are good here for me. Nate, how are you doing today, man? You're doing good. I'm doing great, man. And. I'm happy to report, this is
1: the best start I've ever had in my home Woo. league this Let's season. Go, so baby. I'm really, ex- I'm actually doing really well in all of my really difficult leagues. Uh, I just kind of dipped my toes into Debbie and campus to Canton this season, and I'm okay. rushing in both of those leagues. So I of course, my home IDP league, I'm last place, but will not talk about that.
2: <laughs> you can't win them all, man. We, we say that a lot here on the IBT podcast. Guys, I'm seeing some awesome questions coming in here from Eric and Yazar. And uh good afternoon from our guy Albert as well. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to quickly talk about this Thursday Night Football recap. Hang around, though, because right on the other side, we will get to your start and sit questions. If you have any trade questions as well, um, any other questions, we'll get to those. Guys, it was a fun one last night. Honestly, um, back and forth early on. Ultimately, Buffalo they got the best of the Patriots in Foxborough. Final score twenty four to ten in the favor of the Bills. You know, kind of played out like a lot of these games have this year. Who's better on third down? Who's better on fourth down? That was Buffalo nine for fifteen on third down compared to New England three for twelve. Um, and Buffalo they just keep keep staying on the field, man. Seventy two plays run compared to New England's fifty one. So. Uh, Mike, what were your big takeaways here from the Bills? Because obviously, I think Diggs, he continues to be automatic. Gabe Davis, he's a question mark. And now we have a little bit of a two-headed backfield that we predicted here might unfold in Buffalo. How are you feeling about him?
0: Uh, Honestly, full disclosure, I didn't have anyone going. And I was playing against Allen and Diggs and (laughs) Singletary. So, like, I... (laughs) I usually don't watch in situations like that. Cause I believe like, like the old, the physics thing, it's like my yes. uh, observing it actually will change the outcome uh, for the worse for me. But I did watch highlights and I mean, they're just phenomenal. That play that Alan made running to the sideline and then somehow finding Davis back towards the middle of the field. That's just crazy. Like, no, they, you know, he's one of those guys who he, he'll make a play and be like, no one else can do that. And it's like, there's two or three of those guys, those no one else can do it guys. And he's definitely one of them. I don't, I don't know what uh, the 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 running back controversy you think is Singletary and Hines or or who is that ki- the kid who caught the thing on the outside? He's not even he's a he plays defense. What's he doing? Or so, you mean Cook? Yes, Cook yes, James
2: Cook. Yeah, he kind of busted out on the scene last night, 14 for 64, and then added six receptions for 41 yards on six targets. We would kind of seen him be- being used a couple weeks ago. I highlighted him last week as an in the scope candidate. However, he wasn't used on Thanksgiving very much at all, but he still saw five targets. So now there's this whole issue: is Singletary really the guy, or is Cook coming for his job?
0: I think he definitely is. I think it's like his—he's clearly, I mean, the more talented guy. And I bet going forward, it'll come down to if his pass pro is as good as Singletary's, he's going to be in there, like in the clutch, and the like. We need, we need a, our best talented guy there, like. I think he'll probably get more run in the playoffs uh, potentially than, than Singletary.
2: If they can get a two headed monster going in that backfield, they haven't had that the last few offseason or the postseason. So I think they could really do some damage here. Nate, how do you feel about Gabe Davis? Seven targets, only two receptions for him and 15 yards. He did catch a touchdown, kind of saved fantasy managers a little bit, but. Four of his last six performances here, Nate, uh, in the single digits. Jets, Miami, Chicago, and Cincinnati up for him next. You don't like the matchup against the Jets. You don't like it against Cincy. Miami and Chicago can be exploited. But how are you feeling about Gabe Davis? It's been a little trepidation lately. This is
1: Gabe Davis. This is what he has been. This is what he's been every season. He's such a boom bust. And it's, so, it's not even like a wave where it's an up-down week, up-down week where you can predict it. I mean, he's a, he's a risk play every week, but he does have touchdown potential pretty much every game. You can't not play him most weeks. I think you can bench him against the Jets because that's a terrible matchup, but you almost have to play him for that boom at this point in the season, especially because we see him go off late in seasons too.
2: Gabe Davis is either going to win people fantasy championships or lose them. Like like that's really how I kind of feel it coming down to uh down to Gabe Davis here. Um we got trash in the chat saying it's time to cook baby. Absolutely. Yes sir. Yes sir. We've been waiting, man. He, we were really hyped up on him coming out of Georgia. So I'm excited to see this. On the Patriots' side of the ball, as Mike alluded to, um, it was cool to see Marcus Jones get used. He's kind of been their special teams ace, as well as they're really good on defense this season as well. He got a touchdown, two receptions for him, and a long score. Um, Ramondre, kind of a disappointing night for him a little bit. Still 12.8 PPR points. Um, The 6 for 24 on the ground saved him. Um, But I think Jacoby Myers is the one that we're left questioning. What is Myers moving forward here, Mike? He was hurt versus Minnesota. Hasn't scored double digits since week eight. Arizona, Las Vegas, Cincy, and Miami for him. So kind of a nice schedule shaping up for him. But can you trust him in in, in these okay matchups the rest of the way, Mike?
0: I don't love him. And, like, I don't – I just – it's too inconsistent. And it's too – Bill Belichick, and, again, also in regard to Stevenson, he's just too wildly unpredictable in terms of what he's going to do week in and week out, where the usage is going to come. If I'm in the playoffs – and uh, and you and I'm looking down your lineup, your my opponent's lineup, and I see Jacoby Myers, I am confident that when you slide over to my corresponding guy, I yeah. have the superior guy. So I'm going to be pleased to see him in my opponent's uh, lineup. I just don't – I just can't – again, Mac Jones, I think, is suspect in terms of his week-in and week-out ability. Certainly. So I just can't get excited. I think it looks – Ramondre could be – uh, the You know, most disappointing guy labeled as potential league winner of the year this year. If like he just like that, that offense goes cold like it can against the better teams.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a question mark moving forward. Nate, you've always loved Mac Jones, but he does go 22 for 36, 195 yards and a touchdown after a 380 yard performance on wow. Thanksgiving. So it's really kind of tough to trust him right now. Are you outside of Ramondre investing in any of this Patriots offense down, down the stretch for your fantasy playoffs? You really can't because Mac has been
1: so inconsistent. The only thing that's been consistent in this offense is quite literally Ramondre Stevenson.
2: John points out here. Jacoby is good as QB is not right. That is and, and I don't want to write off Mac Jones yet. And I don't think we should because I mean, guys he's got Joe judge and Matt Patricia calling him plays like right now. Yeah. Like like there are some question marks in new England, Maybe they get solved next year, but I think rest of the way, it's safe to say we're avoiding this offense outside of Stevenson. Let's go ahead and jump forward, though, into the show, into matchup management here, guys. And before we do, I want to thank everyone for tuning in one more time. If you guys are new to the channel, please hit that like button um, on this video. Subscribe to the channel. Come back and hang out with us again. Now let's jump right into matchup management. Who you got, who you got? Matchup Management. Who's it going to be?
0: Wait. Right.
2: Right. All right. Who's it going to be? We're going to tell you that today. First question of the day came in from Eric. Pittman or Hollywood Brown? Rest of season, full PPR. Pittman has been really solid since Matt Ryan came back, guys. Um, would you take that steady production, or would you try to hit the boom here with Hollywood Brown? Mike, starting with you, my friend.
0: This is a pretty tough one. Uh, I feel like I would lo- I would look at the matchups basically on this one, and like whoever has the superior sort of uh, matchup, uh, seems like the guy to go with. I-, I can't. Matt Ryan is just so shaky, but obviously a huge improvement over Ellinger. Um, but Brown, I just feel like there's a lot of mouths to feed there, and like I'm not sure. I mean, they're, they're starting to fade. I I, I don't know. And I I just think that Hopkins is the man there. Uh, I I would say if push came to shove, not knowing the matchup specifics, I would go with Pittman
2: next three matchups here for um, the Cardinals are the Broncos, Buccaneers and Falcons. So not great matchups, but not matchups. I'm necessarily running away from like I was earlier this season, Nate, how do you feel about this?
1: In a vacuum, I say Pittman. I have a lot of concerns about what's going on in Arizona in general with Cliff Kingsbury, with Kyler Murray, and then the Patrick Peterson thing. Like, it's just kind of a mess there. But from a matchup standpoint, if Marquise Brown is involved in the offense, his matchups are just so much better rest of season than Pittman's. Hmm. I, but that I, hinges I don't on him being that in, at all, though. I,
2: uh, really? What
1: matchup are, are, are you liking on that? Nope. I like Pittman's matchups better. I had them reversed in my brain.
2: <laughs> so I was about to say, I was like, man, yeah, I'm looking
1: at Pittman's and Pittman. No, I had them reversed
2: great. in my brain. Vikings, so, Chargers, and, and Giants for yes Pittman.
1: for the fantasy you... playoffs. The the problem is is the bye week in there in week fourteen. In 14 right. So yeah. if you're yeah. if you are like fighting to get into the playoffs, That's you probably point. need you probably need to play Marquise Brown. Ride with Brown.
2: But I I'd rather pick I rather pick someone up like then honestly almost like play Brown at this point like Brown's just risky really? coming. Yeah, back. That's, like, fair. that's fair. That's I just don't know like, I mean we call it the Call of Duty drop off for a reason like when when th- this time of year hits whether it's Call of Duty whether it's Kyler Murray just getting beaten down he is not good for fantasy right. po- managers. Two years ago it was a ten point differential. Last year's a three point differential, but there's still a difference in his play. We've already seen him banged up. So I would just ride with Pittman, man. Okay. Like. I don't think you're going to get a huge, a huge boom
0: from him, but I don't think he's going to bust like Hollywood Brown could. I think again, in terms of the whole team, they're going different directions. I feel like Saturday may not be the world's best uh, coach, but he, he definitely is getting more out of that offensive line. You can tell by Taylor's production, something, Mm -hmm. something good. They're starting to play harder and Pittman is a target monster. And I like his size. Uh, as opposed to Brown, I generally prefer a, rec- a the big type receiver. Also, like, re- what is Rondale Moore's status? Is he healthy? Is he because they like him now? There's a lot, a lot going on in Arizona.
2: I don't know if Rondale's going to suit up this week. He's been banged up lately. Um, but yeah, a lot of targets to, to or a lot of mouths to feed. Not as many targets to go around. So yeah, we're going to say stick with Pittman here, Eric. We love the question though. Thank you for asking it. Um, here we have Yazar. Um, how should I feel about my team heading into the playoffs? I got Patty Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, CMC, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Keenan Allen, David Njoku, some Hollywood Brown action for you, Traylon Burks, Pacheco, Tyler Bass, Madison. Um, so a pretty decent team here, guys. Um, a little bit of questions, I guess, in the wide receivers in the depth there and at tight end. Um, Mike, you're as big of a Dave Njoku stand as there is out there. How do you feel about this team, given that might be his weakest point, given Njoku's injuries?
0: I mean, I don't even see another tight end, and he's out this week. So it's, it's currently <laughs> definitely your weak, weakest point is you need to grab a tight end, at least for this week. Um, when he plays, though, he's so good. The catch Njoku, the touchdown catch he made, last week was like all world like oh my god Andrew yeah guy yes. draped on him just crazy talented player um so hope you hope that he's he gets back to playing uh I agree though you obviously your your wide receivers are your your soft spot here. I think Amon Ra is excellent and like is gonna have a very strong finish uh like he did last year. You need to hope that Brown and Burks uh em- emerge or and uh, and that Allen Allen is healthy and starts playing like he he has been. Um, I don't know if you've got a trade deadline that is already passed. Maybe right. move someone for your, 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 you have great, an amazing quarterback, obviously, and two great, great running backs. So that's, that's where championships are made a lot of times. So you definitely are, are in it. Um, but yeah, your, your, your wide receivers are a little, a little soft.
2: Um, here we have a question from Eric. James Cook or Swift, rest of the season. So, this wow. is, you know, a couple weeks ago, we would not have considered this, but guys, Swift has been awful. I've been, Nate, you and I have been screaming for mountaintops for maybe since the last, last time Mike was on that you should be getting out of DeAndre Swift. Yep. He's not getting the touches right now. He's seen one game above 12 plus touches, and that was all the way back in week one, guys. Well, so, it, ha- it hasn't been great for him.
1: What's concerning to me is if you look at his snap share the last. Four weeks 16 31 31 and 34 he's just not on the field because jamal williams has been far more efficient
2: well and they're even playing justin jackson and justin jackson is yeah. god awful like it drives me up a wall to honestly see them put in justin jackson i have more williams than i do swift so i'm more rooting for williams to get the touches but even still i'd rather see swift you know at least move the ball how do you feel about this mike like in a vacuum i feel like Swift probably still has the best upside, but James Cook is is at least a meaningful player for one of the best offenses in the league.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't get it either. like when you watch Swift too, it's not he looks good. like he look he runs strong. his I mean, he's a he he's got more physical gifts than Williams. Uh, but Williams is great at the goal line, but he should be the guy in between the 20s at the very least. And I just don't get why he's not, he's, he appears to be healthy. That to me is the most concerning thing. And they're still just barely using him, but in the few, the spot work he does, he does well with it. That's it's crazy. I I don't get it. And I guess, I guess you got to go with cook the, the hotter hand and the more sort of emergent player at the moment. But like, I don't understand Swift. I think, I think next year he'll be like in the sort of, RB 10 to 20 conversation again, like, and like people yeah. be like, no, he had a bad year and he's coming back. And now, uh, they say they want to use him a ton. And like, you know, maybe even he gets moved. I don't, I don't even know what's, what his prognosis is, but I truly don't get why he's getting so little run right now.
2: Nate, with all this being said, would you, if you roster swift here, would you make the move for James cook? Um, what are you doing here? If you roster swift already?
1: Yeah. I think I am making the move for James cook. And you look at his snap share percentage. It's also really low, but it's going up though. It's going up. But when he's on the field, this is the difference. He is involved in the play in a meaningful way. He's either getting a target or a carry. I think two weeks ago, there were only two such snaps where he wasn't fully involved in the play targeted or touching the ball. So with that, when he's on the field, they're using him and this is, snap share increases his usage is going to increase and i think he does pass deandre swift by the end of the season
2: 20 touches for him last night guys yep. like that that's the upside he has there and like at the end of the day swift might be maybe a more talented back maybe i, I think cook is very talented as well but 20 touches versus you know 8 to 10 that you're getting with swift especially in the buffalo offense they're more valuable so i think you have to go cook here and I, I, i'm a I have Singletary in the league, and I dropped Cook yesterday for Jalen Samuels because I was just like, maybe it's not going to happen for Cook this year. And uh, so I'm, I'm hitting myself on the head a little bit as I, as I uh, was watching that game last night. Um, moving forward, though, to the next question here, Chris Olave or Christian Watson, half PPR. Albert, I would love to know if this is a start-sit question or rest-of-season question. I'm, I'm guessing it's a start-sit here. Mike, you're you're in love with Olave. Um, has that cold down lately, Christian Watson?
0: Well, who, uh, okay, uh, Green, Bay, Green Bay has the Bears, and who, do, who does the Saints have, the Buccaneers? Yes, yes
2: correct. Monday Night Football for him. Man,
0: I just, gosh darn it. Like, it <laughs> seems like feast or famine. And Olave, I would still go with Olave, and I know uh, you, I may get burned on that. Fantasy receipts may pull a little clip here and uh, <laughs> make me Twitter famous. Uh, but I, I just... Just the tonnage, the the targets, and the like. That that passing offense should run through Olave. Like he's miles ahead of everyone else. Um, and the uh, Bucks are not really great on with their secondary this year. Yeah, I would go Olave, and I'm probably going to get disagreed with by one of, at least one of you guys. Well, I mean, you know, one, one last thing. It, you just like I don't know what's going on with. Green Bay's QB situation or their heart at this point. I'm not sure. Wow. Like we'll get to Rogers later, but I have thoughts on that. But I just there's just some question marks there, and I just I would roll with Olave, just okay. higher higher floor.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree that Olave is a certainly higher floor. um Christian Watson though, Nate Bears they lost Eddie Jackson, their star safety last week. The secondary's been falling apart. Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee this week, he's probably going to be out there. I kind of trust his word on that. Um, Are are you rolling with with Christian Watson here? Because it's a great matchup against the Bears. They've been a top five play for uh, over the last month for um, some of these wide receivers, and they haven't really faced that good of quarterbacks either. I'm still going Olave here because I think the Tampa Bay matchup is also pretty favorable.
1: Their secondary hasn't been great, and I know Andy Dalton's the quarterback, but I still think we're going to see Olave get hyper targeted. He had nine targets against San Francisco last week without a touchdown. He still had eleven point two PPR points. So I think unless you need a massive point total this week to win, like you are just down in the dumps everywhere else, I'm going with Olave.
2: That's a good point, and like you do have to make the decision kind of early with Green Bay playing on Sunday versus the Monday night game. Um, they're at one o'clock in Chicago. So, yeah, like if you got let down last night, maybe you played Gabe Davis or something like that, and you need the the boom, I would definitely go Watson. Either way, I'm going Watson here, um, but I don't mind I don't mind the, the the Olave. It's definitely safer on that side. Look out for Alan Lazard, too. I featured him yeah. in my column yesterday. People are kind of down and out on Alan Lazard. I think he's going to come back in a big way. 100% snap share last week for Lazard. So um, I think he's a safer player than
0: Watson as well, just not as much upside. Let me just say one, one quick thing uh, just to button this and yep. just some Watson love. On that crosser last week when he caught the ball at, in the middle of the field, you just knew he was going to beat everyone else. He That was an elite play, like elite physical ability. And you just saw because you know how fast he is. You were like – you could instantly see, like, they don't have the angle. He's Watch this. He's going to get to that sideline. So I'm not saying the guy's not super talented. Yeah. I just think that Olave – is right outside of as Seth said. If you need a monster number, you think you're playing the best team in the league or something, and you need all all the points. Uh, Olave's the the safer those safer play for you know ten to fifteen points.
2: Before we move forward, Mike, I do want to hear your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers because it, you seem like you you had something to say <laughs> about it, and you cut some pretty good promos sometimes about these uh what a lot of people can Uh-oh. consider a diva athlete. I like Rodgers. I I think he's his own person. How do you feel about him right now in the thick of it?
0: I just, in regard to this week as a start or sit, I just, he's just not a QB one this week. I don't think. And like, there's a bunch of guys in sort of the, you know, 12 to 22 rankings that I would start over him. for A variety of reasons. I just, I would start Jimmy G for example, who's like sort of QB 15 in a lot of lists this week in a, in a second over Rodgers. I don't, even if he were 100% healthy which it doesn't seem like he is no and i would still cuz i just think there's a chance he plays a quarter or a half it's not there and he's like guys i can't grip the ball i'm out let's let's ha- let's give jordan the ball you know i just think that's a possibility so that's a real problem if you're trying to make the playoffs i just i just can't i'm just not high on him at all this week and again he's the kind of guy who loves proving you know dummies like me wrong so who knows what's going to happen? But you I was a loyal
2: a- member of or a former resident of Chicago. So let's keep true. that in mind. Yeah. 20, 25 and three record for Aaron Rodgers against the Bears in his career. So he has been electric. Nate, what, what do you think hearing what, what Mike just said? Everything is absolutely true. However, Rodgers was the QB seven in the last month before he got hurt on Sunday. Before he got hurt on Sunday? I don't think
1: he's. I think Mike's right here. I think maybe we see him for a quarter or a half. There's a good chance of that. And he's like, guys, I can't. Like, I'm in too much pain. I'm not effective. And even if we don't see that here, guys, I am still starting over Aaron Rodgers this week. Jared Goff,
2: no. Yes.
1: Mike White, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. Jimmy G, yes. I I I, I, Pres- I didn't Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, no. Geno Smith, yes. OK, um, uh, would you consider starting Tom Brady against New Orleans? Uh, there's only what there's only one right answer here. It is no. <laughs>
2: I, I was just wait, testing one, you
0: here. One thing importantly, I think he was at McAfee. He went he said this week, Aaron Rodgers, he was like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that as we fade here from from our uh, playoff contention that we we I step aside and let let Jordan get some run this year. Okay, when Aaron Rodgers says something like that, like, listen up, because that guy doesn't say stuff like that and doesn't think like that unless there's something really, really real and serious going on. And he just doesn't. He's either too hurt. Or, or like doesn't want to play. It doesn't want to play if they're, you know, four and nine or four and ten. Right. Or, you know what I mean? He just he's like that. Okay. seems
1: like the more likely scenario. That he's allowing zero. for the
0: possibility that Jordan Love may be the starter in a few of these late season games. That's crazy talk from Aaron Rodgers and pay, heed. pay heed Rodgers lovers. And that's not, not that's not just the Chicago talking. That's <laughs> that's that's different talk from him.
2: I love I love the passion, Mike. Here's another question for us. We got Zay Jones versus the Lions and Burks, Traylon Burks versus Philly. This is an easy slam dunk. Zay Jones versus the Lions. 14 targets for him last week. He's had an exceptionally good run here as of late. Nate, how do you feel about this? Zay Jones. I mean, Burks has been good, too, but he kind of got the fluky touchdown last week a little bit. Um, I think Zay's safer.
1: Zay is definitely a safer play. This team's better when he's involved in the offense. Look what they did last week. They pulled off a massive upset that nobody thought was possible because this Jacksonville team's better than anyone thinks. It's Zay Jones for me. It's not just that he's more involved. It's this matchup against a really, 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 really just awfully bad Lions defense.
2: Mike, any thoughts here on Zay Jones? He he's been electric. Like honestly, he yeah. was one of my favorite sleepers coming into the season. I think he's a really good ball player. Uh, still still holds the the college reception in a season record as well.
0: No, yeah, Nate, you're both right. Uh, Zay he's the clear number two on that team now. Trevor Lawrence is starting to play like ridiculously good Certainly. football. The Lions that's uh, not a great. That's a good matchup for him. Burks has a much harder matchup. And uh, it's more of a run first team. This, Yeah, this is kind of a, a no-brainer, I think, Zay Jones.
2: Okay, awesome. Let's get to one more here, at least, when, when Mike's still in. Um, we got one from Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Thanks for tuning in on this Feel Good Friday, man. Thank you for making us a part of it. Kyron or Zonovan in the flex, constantly flipping between both, full PPR. All right, guys, I was hoping we'd get to a Zonovan night question. I put him on the thumbnail for a reason. He's the hot commodity right now, guys. And I think it's for a reason. Like, he was pretty decent at, at NC State. If you guys watched any of his games last season, mm-hmm. he was pretty decent. Like, he's not Brees Hall, but in a game where James Robinson was just a healthy scratch, Michael Carter's probably doubtful. He's, he is listed as doubtful, so probably not going to play in this one. Nate, we kind of touched on this earlier in the week, but he was super efficient, 3 for th- 34 through the air, yep. 14 carries, 69 yards. Um, Mike White's trigger happy for these RBs too. He has a consistent basis of always throwing to these RBs. Minnesota has been a six best matchups for RB over the last month. Um, I-, I love I love Zonovan Knight here. Is that my frisky Jets love, Nate, or are you feeling it too, brother? Dude, I don't know what happened, but apparently your
1: frisky Jets love rubbed off on me because I really Whoa. with Mike White, I love this team I love these weapons and there was a reason as we talked about earlier in the week that James Robinson was a healthy scratch last week it's because the team likes what they have in Zonovan Knight and I don't think James Robinson is like fully back from that Achilles tear he's not <laughs> as explosive as he's been in the past I really like Zonovan Knight this week This is a tough matchup. They're going to have to put up points because we know what Minnesota is capable of with Justin Jefferson and the coverage doesn't really matter. Jefferson's done it against elite corners all season. So they're going to have, and they're going to be able to run the ball. I think against Minnesota and Zonovan Knight's explosive. I really like him. I'm playing him over Kyron Williams, especially because the Rams, like what is their run game? What is is, this team?
2: What is the who's starting at
1: quarterback? What are the Rams? They're, they're horrible.
2: He's not going to get in the end zone. Most likely this Rams are a bottom five scoring offense, bottom five in yards. Mike, how do you feel about it? Given that the the Rams offensive lines also
0: been absolute dog shit this year. (laughs) Again, no, no exciting spicy controversy here where someone agrees with someone. I'm in total agreement with you guys. This is, this is not even close. I don't think. Even if Michael Carter were 100% and excited and like I'm gonna have a huge game and like talking all kinds of you know a locker room uh, optimism, optimism talk, I'd still be on Zahneman. Like the fact that he's most likely out. This is not even close. The Rams are a complete mess, and the, the Jets look good. Mike White loves checkdowns. They're gonna be needing to move the ball and score. And like I just think that uh, this is this is a maybe a potential coming out party for for our, our man Zahn.
2: Let's go, baby. I love it. I love the the, the Zahn hype there. Um, here's another one, same vein as well. How how ballsy are you willing to get with Zahn of the night? That's the question here. Um, guys, I, I'm throwing my nutsack on the table. I would start him over George Pickens here. I know the matchup is really enticing against the Falcons. However, that's a lower total of a game. I don't think I really want to like get too invested in Steelers uh, Falcons. It's just not a sexy matchup for me, or it's, it's a sexy matchup, but not a sexy game. So I got to roll with Zonovan Knight here, Mike, how how ballsy are you willing to get?
0: Yeah, I think so too. Just because the volume, I just think that Zonovan is going to have a lot more opportunity than Pickens like to, to do something. I just think that, uh, in this case you go with the running back based on the volume alone. Um, but Pickens is, is good but uh, I would, I would go with, with Donovan.
2: Okay. Okay. Nate, um, how do you feel about it? You are wearing a Steelers jersey as we speak.
1: Uh, I'm the, I'm the same. Um, what's interesting about it is as bad as Atlanta's defense has been, they do get pressure against bad defensive, li- bad offensive lines, which that's the Steelers. They have a terrible offensive line certainly. and Pickett's a, Pickett's a rookie. So I think he's going to have a little bit of a hard time with his blitz and I- I think that Pickens is a sit. I think he plays on him and you go for the
2: boom boom from bam. Okay, baby. Yeah. You guys can tune in after this. We got a whole jets podcast on deck for you. No, I'm just just,
0: going
2: to honestly do a jets podcast by the amount we talk about them. Mike, we want to thank you so much for joining us, man. Keep the questions coming in guys. We will talk about them with our next guest as well. Mike, can you tell us where we can find you, how we can best support you? Not just uh, at the end of 2022, but moving forward as well, our friend.
0: Well, I'm at uh, at Mike Stoyanov on Twitter and uh other than that I don't really I'm not really a social media guy. I guess I'm on Instagram, but I never post. But come you know, come join. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> you gotta get on the TikTok scene. Are you on TikTok yet? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. My 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 little niece is a TikToker and it's she's it's sucking her into a TikTok vortex and we never yep. she's eleven and she's already disappeared. She's already gone. Like we, you know. But uh I will I will look at that. I will look at TikTok as a possibility.
2: I think you'd be hilarious still, on that.
0: Thoroughly infiltrated by Chinese spies, is it? Is that, <laughs> that's like... I mean, the, what it, is it? Yeah, these the old days, man Mike? opinion of, of TikTok is like, ah, oh, no, <laughs> it's Chinese mind control, right? No? Yes. Ah. <laughs> and Mike, we're also waiting,
2: I think still coming up either later this year, early next year, you're going to be uh, on the on the show, The Rookie. Is, is that right? Yes.
0: I have a, a couple little scenes on The Rookie, on an episode of The Rookie, Nathan Fillion show. Uh, a lot of fun. It's on... <laughs> One of the networks, I think NBC. Um, and uh, yeah, it should be in the next couple of weeks, I think. Awesome. Well, My we... mom is very excited. Yes. Well, so we are excited night too, night. man.
2: We are excited for that. Mike, thank you so much thank for you. joining us, man. We hope to see you soon, our friend. Anytime, anytime.
0: I'll see you guys. Happy thank holidays. So much.
2: Absolutely. Happy holidays, buddy. All right. Great to see Mike there. Guys, keep the questions coming. We're going to get to those just as we get over into our next segment here. Sure things, sleepers of the week. Sure
3: things. It's
0: the
2: Sure Thing Sleepers of the Week. All right. Sure Thing Sleepers of the Week. This is your thing. And to help us give you your thing, we're joined now by a longtime friend of the show and this newest member of the Draft Sharks analyst team. Guys, give it up for the one, the only. Some know him as CH, some know him as Charles. We know him as herms what's up herms what up buddy
3: what is up my dudes hello we did it hello. we're on the we're on the show we're doing the thing we're talking about short sure thing sleepers
2: absolutely absolutely we are here our friend sorry you have to f- follow up Mike doing off i know that's always a challenge but it's good to see you today my friend
3: it, it, it's it's fun. like you mentioned that like i'm i'm backstage i'm just like okay like i'll i'll show up a little early like you know i'll try to like you know connect some dots from what they're talking about you know making a nice smooth transition and then i'm like oh damn that guy oh he, he's here oh my god yeah like man oh man my mom's gonna geek out when i tell her about this
2: well hers we're glad to hear it man how are the vibes heading into this feel good friday um also congratulations on your uh newest fantasy uh full-time role over there man we're very happy for you buddy well deserved well thank
3: you very much That has definitely made up for certain leagues of mine not going very well so (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) it's made the season feel a lot more worth it (laughs) like Oh, I'll tell you, man, I just because not to make it, you know, too much about me, but just like the one thing that's really bothering me the most is I was so sure about my Scott Fishbowl team. Like I was like, this build is like super cool. I went like super bully tight end. I was like, there's no way this is going to fail. But in order for me to put that team together, I pinned my hopes on um, starting multiple tight ends instead of two quarterbacks. But the one quarterback I picked was Matt Ryan
0: oh
1: no
3: <laughs> so like my team was basically just toast by like week six i was like okay well, all right i'm not making the playoffs this year that's fine
1: <laughs> i wouldn't make you wilson. feel any better i hung my hat on getting davis mills in the 11th round and jk dobbins in the 10th round
2: yeah see you buddy yeah i yep. took russell wilson in the first guy so he could be me right now um it has been brutal out there, but we're still having fun along the way. Vibes are high over here. Herms, before we jump into some short things, sleepers, I'm seeing some questions coming in the chat. Do you have some time to answer these as well? Yeah, that's
3: what this is all about.
2: Hell yeah, 100%. man. Hell yeah. We got our guy Flores. Um, I, I don't know if he's related to the great coach Flores, but if either way, we appreciate you t- tuning in today, Flores, making us a part of your busy Friday. Pick two, Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, Cortland Sutton, Cordell Patterson, Debo Samuel. Must win week for him. He's five and seven. PPR, by the way. No pressure, Herms, but is a must win week for our friend Flores.
3: Oh, dear. Okay. Well, the one I'm definitely going with is Rashad White, just because it seems Tampa is fine just like rolling with that dude. And like he's been super good. I don't know why they would go away from something that's working. And even if like Fournette is a little more integrated than he, you know, kind of had been a little bit like even pre injury, like Rashad White's just so good out of like the receiving game out of the backfield to the point where like, I don't think he'll bust necessarily. So, like in a must-win scenario, I would definitely feel comfortable recommending somebody that could go off, but also has a really good chance of not completely ruining it for you. Mm-hmm. And I had the pleasure of uh, meeting Rashad White on the Haydenhurst Mental Health Platathon over the summer. Oh, so wow. Really nice guy too. So I'm just like awesome. I, I get that extra level of motivation to root for him. But then I gotta say, if Christian McCaffrey. Or whatever, like isn't healthy, then you absolutely cannot go with Devo Samuel because I feel like at that point it's going to be one of those things where Jimmy G is just going to lean on Brandon Ayuk instead.
1: Yeah, you know, well, and also like, it's looking like Debo might not play.
3: Yeah, so like really,
1: yeah, yeah. I saw some chatter that he is on the bad side of questionable.
3: Yeah, so it's like I mean, working through this, I'm kind of just like parsing through like what what you shouldn't do, I guess. But like Rashad White, I feel pretty good about, and then. As much as I hate to say it, you know, uh, the the Steelers' run defense is good when everyone's healthy, but there are some older guys. And if, you know, some of those guys have to leave a series or two because they pick up a knock along the way, it's pretty easy to run against them. <laughs>
0: so, like, and also, yeah. like,
3: the amount of work that they allow to receiving backs is pretty good, you know, and especially without Kyle Pitts and the lineup, Cordero Patterson's seen even more usage doing all that stuff. So, yeah, I would just go with the two pass-catching backs between Rashad White and Cordero Patterson.
2: Okay. If Debo's in, I agree definitely on White. I'm playing him. I don't want anything to do with Cortland Sutton right now. net's a little iffy in his first game back. I don't really trust him. So it's down to Debo or Patterson for me. If Debo's in, though, guys, I feel like I almost have to mm-hmm. roll with him. I don't know what they're going to throw at Mike McDaniel, but they're go- they are they got to get ballsy. they got to get crazy because Mike McDaniel knows the scheme a little bit but he doesn't know this offense like he he's never seen it with cmc he's never seen it with brandon iuk being an absolute dog as well and george kittle kind of all being healthy at the same time so i don't know i think the 49ers are gonna show some fireworks here dolphins have been a great matchup against wide receivers as well nate how do you feel about all this uh, all this being said
1: I think Rashad White and Cordero Patterson are pretty solid plays. If Debo Samuel doesn't play, which I'm kind of trying to look into it here real quick. He didn't practice yesterday. They said he had to get on the field today, but I haven't seen it if he has or hasn't. I mean, it's only 1120 in San Francisco. So we'll have some news later in the day on that. But I think even if Debo plays, actually I'm probably still going to say Rashad White and Cordero Patterson.
2: Okay. Okay. So two Pattersons and and, uh, three Whites for us. And then, I said I'd go Debo. These fine gentlemen said they would go Patterson either way. So we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, got John in the chat chat saying, bam, night, referring back to our, our night discussion. Um, and then Ronnie saying, thanks, fellas. Hey, we appreciate you tuning in today, Ronnie. Um, got another question for us as well. Good to see that. Need one wide receiver for our guy Ronnie here. He has Amon ra St. Brown on lock. He's got Alave, Christian Watson, and Devonta Smith. We just kind of talked about this with Mike, a similar question. Herms, um, he went Olave, Nate went Olave versus Olave and Watson. Let's add Devonta Smith into this wrinkle. Where do you go, Herms?
3: I mean, I would go with Devonta Smith mostly just because I'm thinking about what the Eagles are going to have to do to win this game. And they're not going to be able to do it on the heels of the rushing attack like they get against the Packers. Like, that Titans front, like, dude, that's not not easy, man. That is definitely not easy at all. Like, it's going to have to come through Jalen Hurts' arm to get things done. So, like, I'm kind of just looking at how that game is probably going to naturally progress. The only way they keep, you know, their success going and keep that record up you know, to get that one seed in the NFC or whatever, like they're going to have to, they're going to have to throw. They just have to. It's the only way I see them winning. But I mean, you can't go wrong with Olave, though. I mean, I, I certainly get why that was mentioned earlier. I mean, he's super good, but I don't know. I think I would, I think I would still roll with Devontae Smith.
2: Man. Nate does this change anything for you you were in the Olave camp with Mike are you bandwagoning here over to Smith with Herms that's a great point Herms about that Titans front Jeffrey Simmons is no joke and I think people don't really uh don't really take him for what he is
1: I don't think Philly wants anything to do with this defensive line Miles Sanders talented runner not going to get it done this week obviously Kenneth Gainwell hasn't been a factor so this is a big AJ Brown Devonta Smith week I think uh man Oh, what well, this could have been if Dallas Goder didn't get hurt, right, dude? <laughs> dude. But yeah, yeah, I think I think
2: Devontae Smith's a play here. Devontae Smith does have a low low floor. That's all I'm going to say. We, we've seen it a sure. couple times. He could get you two receptions for 20 yards. So, um, guys, do I have like do I have like beer goggles on for for Watson right now? Because like, you I do. How can you bench him after three wide receiver one weeks going up against? a bear secondary that's absolutely shot just lost their best uh, safety in Eddie Jackson. Like I feel like this is, and guys it's Aaron Rodgers 23 and five against the, you know, against this team. Like, am I crazy? Yes. Because
1: Aaron Rodgers isn't a hundred percent. This team isn't playing well. And I love Christian Watson, but I just, I don't see it this week. I think it's a Lazard week. I think there's potential, but I don't think it's a smash. And I think that Devonta Smith, and Chris Olave just to have a more reliable floor this week.
2: Okay. Okay. We got one here back from Flores again. Ronnie, we appreciate the question. Um, they're saying Smith. I can't get off Watson, so I apologize for us not being in uniform there. But appreciate the question. Either way, Ronnie, hope you subscribe to the channel, come back and hang out with us again. Here we got Flores back in the chat saying, okay, let's add Zon- Zonovan Knight to this situation. The the same one we just talked about, Rashad White, Debo, Patterson. Um, he has him on his bench. Not sure if he's a good play. We just talked him up quite a bit, guys. Like, I'm interested here. Mike White's gonna pepper the running back. I would, I think I would go Knight almost over Patterson. I think he's, I mean, is it really safe after we've seen one game? Probably not, but I don't know, man. I think like I wouldn't be surprised if Knight goes out and drops 25 points. I can't. I don't think I Patterson really. has that this week. I don't think Debo has that. Um, how, how do you feel about this, Herms?
3: I think if we definitively know that Zonovan Knight's just going to get like a healthy amount of involvement, that I would probably put him and Cordero Patterson in the same general range. So, like, I could see somebody going either way with it, and I don't really blame them, you know, because like we're operating under the assumption that zonovan knight is going to immediately walk into the type of usage that he received last week which was a circumstance born out of injury to someone else yeah and we have seen numerous times over the course of watching professional football a guy leaves a game early a team goes to you know one player to replace them and then the very next week once they've had a full week to prepare they give responsibility to somebody else Instead of the guy that we saw coming in relief. So, like, that is always kind of a tricky thing. You know, like, first thing that comes to my mind is, it was like a couple years ago, like, whoever the running back was for the Falcons or whatever, like, got hurt, and uh, Kadri Olison came into the game and got, like, mm-hmm. close to 20 carries or something. So, on the waiver wire that week, it was like, guys, I'm telling you, Kadri Olison, it's going to be the, you know, because, like, instinctually, that's what we believed was going to happen but then they just gave all the touches to someone else. And it's like, well, you know, it's, I, I'm nervous about it, but I have more thoughts on Bam Knight to share. So yeah. Right.
2: Okay. Okay. So we will have some more thoughts on Knight later in the show as well. This is the, he's on the thumbnail today. So I appreciate all the questions with him. It makes sense why we're talking about him so much. I personally, I I, I would, I would roll Bam Knight, man. I'd roll Bam Knight and white out there. Um, Nate does this change you or are you still sticking by Patterson here no
1: no 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 no. I'm rolling out bam baby let's go baby bam night
2: this if watch bam night if bam night has a terrible <coughs> league I apologize, I apologize. I two carries so for apologize. six
1: yards and a fumble
2: I, I don't know man he looked electric I'm gonna roll he did
1: game, he did
2: and I'm also rolling with Christian Watson from that last question too and it looks like our friend John Camp is as well he says Nate Joe Flacco could go out there and put up 300 yards and four TDs against this Bears secondary this week. I don't care about Rodgers' injury. Watson's going to smash. I love it, John. I know these boys probably aren't on it with me, but uh, I love it. Um, we Respectfully, got John,
1: that, that, that beard's going to your head, buddy.
2: <laughs> All right. We got Flores saying, appreciate the advice boys dropped a like and a sub. Thank you so much, Thank man. You. That is really the easiest way to support us here at IBT. So we greatly appreciate that um half ppr Pittman or debo we've talked about these two guys already as well from our um so we got this one from t here t we appreciate you making us part of your busy friday man herms how do you feel about Pittman and debo i think uh i think this one's pretty easy for me
3: i've been outrageously irritated as the michael Pittman manager in my home league like the whole season but when it comes down to it i end up trusting him on a weekly basis. I just I just do. Yeah. You know, like it sure, like it got a little bit annoying there when they tried the whole Sam Ellinger experiment. But even then he wasn't like that bad. So like you know Jeff Saturday for like however we want to you know debate his you know credibility for getting the job that he currently has has at least figured out huh what if and bear with me here We scheme up an offense that gets the ball to the people on this team who are really good. Oh, and like that's been, you know, the whole revelation, (laughs) you know. So, look, if it ain't broke, you know, I'm not right. Yeah, he won't it was broken. Then Jeff Saturday walked in and fixed it. So like, we're good. You know, like, and like we were saying before, like, we still don't even know if Devo is going to be healthy. So like, by virtue of that, I didn't even have to say everything that I just said, because like the (laughs) other guy might be hurt. So like, you know, at least the healthier guy.
2: (laughs) There we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely on with Pittman. I will say, honestly, I was a little bit wrong when Sam Ellinger came in, I was willing to sell him for penny on the dollar. I wasn't able to get really what I wanted, so I held on to him in a lot of leagues, kind of like you, Herms, and he's been solid. And I think uh, Sunday night football, it's going to be in, in Dallas. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. I think they're going to try to find their best player or one of their two best players in Michael Pittman here. Nate, any uh, any digression from you? Absolutely not. You know I love Michael Pittman. Okay okay well, all right guys the section is called sure thing sleepers of the week so we are gonna get in some sure thing sleepers of the week and herms you are a humble guest my friend so we will hand the microphone over to you first please
3: yeah so uh when i <laughs> i didn't know that this was going to be a zon of a night show I, <laughs> I didn't know so like i was looking through like trying to pick a good player to talk about and i was like you know what I feel like would be really timely advice to give to the in-between audience? Some thoughts on Jets running back, Donovan. So that's what I prepare. I you know, like, I love it. Like as soon as it got to that question while I was still hanging out in the background, like I even said it in the private chat. And I was like, there goes my sleeper. There it is. So here we go, folks. Your old Val Herms giving you more Zonovan night propaganda. There it is. Because, you know. Look, like I was a little bit surprised that he went. Yeah, I think he went undrafted, right? Like, I did. Yeah.
2: Like, and he was good in college.
3: yes. Yes. Like, I couldn't find a ton to, like, watch of him from, like, his time at NC State, but, like, what I was able to find. Because, like, I know, like, Nate knows. Like, once it gets into, you know, like, the end of the regular season for the NFL, I just, like, nerd out and create really long word documents breaking down, like, the running back classes for the rookies and stuff. For some reason, I'm just, like, really super into that. I'm just, like, I'm I'm the less intelligent Matt Waldman. That's what, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, like, but I only do it for running backs because it's, like, that's just the position that I have the most interest in and zonovan knight was one of those people that like i was very impressed by consistent production over the course of those three years like he never did anything that necessarily leapt off the page but he was remarkably consistent every single year he was in college and from like watching him you just see like a very compact runner that knows exactly how to make very you know decisive moves to you know make his way through to the second level and stuff and i'm just like okay, it's clear that he understands the assignment when he's handed the ball. He has pretty decent vision, and he has a good bag of tricks to be able to get himself open. And, like, because he's so slippery, I kind of figured he'd maybe be, like, at best, like, a fourth-round pick or something, but, like, I also didn't think, at worst, he would be undrafted. I was very surprised. Like, you know, like, it's not somebody that I, you know, immediately watched and was like, oh, yeah, you know, in certain years, this guy would be a first-round pick. You know, like, not that type of world-beating talent, by any means, but he's good. He's really good. But I he immediately fell off my radar as soon as he signed with the Jets, because I was just like, okay, well, they... They still have Michael Carter. They, you know, they still have Brace Hall. All this, you know, like that sucks. So he's not on any of my taxi squads in Dynasty or anything. But actually, no, that's not true now because I did pick him up in a few leagues this week because <laughs> he was still out there and some. Like the opportunity's there. I really liked the prospect. I just hated the landing spot because it was going to be a difficult path for opportunity. But we see it every single year, time and time again. Injuries to the running back position. That's why you have to roster a lot of these guys in your dynasty leagues and stuff. Because, like, once some opportunity, you know, opens up in front of you, boom, the whole world is your oyster. Son of a Knights getting that now, dude. Like, what was it? Like, over, like, I mean, I think he got to, like, 100 combined yards, didn't he? Yeah, he he did. Yeah. So, like, how cool cool is that? How cool is that? Like, and like you guys were saying before, like, one of the reasons that Michael Carter was such an interesting option for people last year was because... Mike White was just the check down monster, just being like boop, 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 yeah. It's not a throwing downfield. Oh, running back. Oh, man. <laughs> if if yeah, they're gonna right. if, if
2: they're gonna keep doing that, I'm all for it. More's on it the night hype, everybody. More. <laughs> and you know, like the crazy thing is like last week Michael Carter was my sure thing sleeper of the week heading into it. It was a great matchup for him. Mike White, I loved him under quarterback. Mike White helped Michael Carter average 18.3. PPR points per game going into last week when Mike white was the quarterback running backs are successful with this guy. And I agree with you Herms. Like he wasn't a guy who popped off the page for me when we did our college scouting, but I watched enough Devin Leary. I rode with NC state enough times in gambling to my, to my demise actually that I've seen this guy play. He's explosive. He's He gets the job done. Um, he's not that great in Madden. I used him in Madden last night. He was a little underwhelming, no. so I was a little, a little bummed out to see that. Um, but other than that, I love this play. Nate, any final words on Mr. Zonathan Knight? This has been his show. It's the Zonathan Knight Show, or as Jack and I called it last
1: night, the White Knight Show this week I this is a great call I'm on it I have been kind of looking into Zonovan Knight because I'll be honest it was a name I had heard but wasn't super familiar with I didn't go that deep in my running back analysis this past offseason lesson learned here I love this though I he's explosive he's got the talent it's the type of back that Mike White likes to target in the passing game so
2: fantastic Fantastic. Zonathan Knight. You guys heard the hype here. Uh, if you guys, again, we, we might have to start a new Jets podcast as well with how much we <laughs> talk about this goddamn team We're not. Year. We're not doing that. Risky Jets podcast. It might be. I mean. Yeah, check us in the offseason. Check us in the offseason. <laughs> I wore my Jets colors today as well for this. I don't know if you guys noticed that green and black. So uh, we're here. Nate, take us away from the Jets, though. Who is your short sure thing sleeper of the week? Week 13 edition.
1: So, I don't. I looking through the ESPN rankings this morning. I don't understand this because they have Josh Palmer for week 13 as the wide receiver 31 in PPR. That's insane. No Mike Williams this week. Now Keenan Allen's back, but they're playing Las Vegas. Now when they played the chiefs in week 11, he had 106 yards and two touchdowns, eight catches. The chiefs, are only giving up four more PPR points to wide receivers than Las Vegas is. It's a similar, it's a, it's a similar matchup, similar players on the field with no Mike Williams. Josh Palmer could be a wide receiver one this week, and mm-hmm. it's not that's not a ridiculous statement. I mean, if he has another hundred-yard, one touchdown, two touchdown game, that could pop him into a top 12 slot. This is and this is a division game. The Chargers need to win this game
2: the floor is really nice for josh palmer honestly 200 yards games in in the last month for him his worst performance was a a seven point ppr performance in that last month as well so i really do like this call the only thing i'll say nate is again this might just be me thinking this a little fluky last two weeks you've also targeted the raiders for your short thing sleep of the week neither of them have hit so i'm worried that this raiders defense is improving um, but I don't think it's enough to stop Josh, Josh Palmer. That being said,
1: they haven't—they have not been improving at least the last four weeks. So
2: they're improved over what they were to begin the season. Sure, Her- Herms. Any uh, any thoughts here on Mr. Joshua Palmer? Well, I mean, they have been improving, but when the bar is
3: that low, you know, I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's> <laughs> which they they set the bar pretty low for themselves. Like, dude, I pff, there have been some teams that like I'm barely staying afloat just because like and like I say this in a good way like I've been barely staying afloat because I had the wherewithal to pick up Josh Palmer early on yeah. and just like every single week it's like ah oh, well you know well what if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen come back because that's been a common theme throughout the season we're keep yeah. we're always going to think like both of them could be back but then one or the other sits out And Josh Palmer's back in the lineup again. So it's just like, oh, thank God I still held on to him, you know, because there are some, you know, leagues where, you know, he's still stunningly available. But like, I've been rolling with Josh Palmer as break glass in case of emergency the whole season. So you are never going to hear me say a bad word about that guy. I am absolutely a fan of this idea.
2: All right, fair enough there, Nate. We appreciate your short thing sleeper of the week. Before we jump into mine, got a couple questions here. First one is from our guy Scott Bridger. I like that last name, Bridger. It's a pretty cool one, Rashad White, Zonathan, or Jamal Williams, guys. This is a tough one because we've talked up Rashad White today, we've talked up Jamal Williams for a couple months here on the show, and Zonathan, you know, this is his show. Herms, how do you feel about this? Lions, they're they're going after the Jaguars. You're really looking for Jamal Williams touchdowns here. Like, that is what you're going week, but week in week out, he's scoring them. Can you get off of Jamal Williams here for Zonovan?
3: Absolutely not. This is you know, despite the theme of the show, despite everything yeah. that I just got finished saying, all of that, yes, the Donovan White show, but not for this question. It of these three, you're 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 not going with Zonovan White. J- Jamal Williams, like Probably the quietest top 12 running back season I can recall because it's just, it seems so quote unquote boring, but it happens every week. It's just, he's, and I think it's like averaging 14.9 PPR points throughout the season. I think that's kind of why his top 12 season doesn't really have the kind of you know glitz and glamour and allure as you know it would for somebody else but like right boring points are still points so like put him in your lineup and then as much as we like Donovan. Rashad White it's it's a better offense somewhat. And like we were all saying, do you really want to trust Leonard fournette coming back not even just for fantasy, but like pretend that we are right now collectively in a room the Buccaneers coaching staff, are we going to look at, you know, the running back room and say, all right, we're paying this guy a lot of money, but he's also like still kind of hurt. He's barely coming back, but we have this really good young guy that we know if we keep giving the ball is going to be super good. They don't need to. Yeah, Exactly. Like in a hypothetical situation in which we are tasked with that decision, I feel like we would arrive at a similar conclusion that they would. So like, yeah, dude, like shout out Zonovan Knight, but, not not in this case no yeah yeah, yeah
2: no and, and i agree with you and i think the bucks do still regardless of their under 500 record this is still a super bowl aspiring team so i think they want playoff lenny to be healthy and become playoff lenny down the stretch so i think they will ride white here despite our frisky jets love scott we are going with uh, rashad white here and jamal nate any digression from you absolutely not okay and we have, uh, we have our guy, Eric, in the chat saying, <laughs> I am Buccaneers coaching staff. We okay, well
1: then, could you tell us what you're going to do? Yeah, yeah come on.
2: <laughs> be helpful here. <laughs> we'd appreciate the insight. Um, here we got Craig saying, what's up, Craig? Good to see you today, buddy. Say, saying, I don't trust anyone. Just makes it all easier. We <laughs> totally understand that one, buddy. Scott saying, appreciate it, boys. Appreciate you, Scott. Hope you subs- are subscribed to the channel. Come back and hang out with us again. And then we have Eric saying, Trade for Zonovan Knight if he's the uh, if he's the Buccaneers coaching staff. Duh. And then uh, we actually have some Zonovan Knight shade. Uh, we have Shiden, uh, Whale, Wale, however you pronounce that, in the chat saying, I trust Kyron Williams for a huge week. Zonovan Knight is nothing. Oh. Well, I, I don't trust I, that Rams. Listen, listen. I, I get the skepticism of Zonovan Knight. I get it. But Kyron Williams over here... Uh, Shaden, I appreciate you tuning in the show, but man, this is this is a bottom three team in scoring in the league. This is a bottom three team in offensive yards. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. This offensive line is absolute trash. They've been so all season long without Whitworth. I don't know where you're coming from, bud. Like, I like Kyron Williams. Don't get me wrong, but you're hoping for ten points. Like, like that's your ceiling there, um, guys. Any thoughts here, Herm?s You're grimacing a little bit.
3: I gotta be honest. I'm actually pretty excited about Kyron Williams this week.
2: <laughs> so, Over Zonathan, though. Uh,
3: it it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, so let's like the the real real about the Ram situation here. Like we know, yeah, we the team sucks, but but the Seattle Seahawks. As I was like looking through, kind of like looking at some numbers for this week, like they are awful against receiving backs. Like terrible. And if, like, even if it is, what's his name, Bryce Perkins, I think? Like, even if it is him under center or whatever, like, the hack to them staying in the game is just going to be dumping it off to Kyron Williams, a guy who showed in college was very good as a receiving back. And, like, he, I think it was 14 touches last week. Like, he did pretty well. And this is a matchup against a defense that is really bad at stopping a player archetype that he fits into the mold of. So I don't think it's really that bad of an idea. Now, if you're going to make me pick between Kyron Williams and Zonovan Knight, like there was that question earlier, yeah, I'd still pick Zonovan Knight of the two, but I don't blame people for being interested in Kyron Williams.
1: Right. See, I don't I don't hate thinking that Kyron Williams is going to have a huge week, but you can't say that Zonovan Knight is nothing because he had a good week last week. And was a team that needs a running back this week because they don't really have anyone other than Ty Johnson healthy.
2: Maybe they both have big weeks. I would still start Zonovan over Kyron Williams this week though. Shiden does not agree with us. He's saying learn fantasy. He's going to get 10 (laughs) receptions. LOL. All good fun here, man. He says Seahawks, uh, Seahawks are trash against, Sure. Yeah, that's what Ernst, I said. Yeah. <laughs> Ernst just pointed that out as well. Um, He said, this is Kyron Williams, Super Bowl. All the stars are aligning. No way. I'll talk to you next week about Zon of the Night. Hey, man, subscribe <laughs> to the channel. Come back and hang out with us again. You can talk all the shit on, on, on the Frisky Jets here you want. We're here for it, man. And we appreciate the feedback. Would you rather carry Van Jefferson or Chase Claypool on your bench full PPR? Right now it's Chase Claypool. I want to see what he can do Justin. Justin Fields, healthy. No Darnell Mooney. I think he gets a bump. There's a chance he doesn't, but I like him a little bit better. Nate, we kind of touched on this earlier in the week that well, actually we literally laid this out scenario bears wide receivers without Darnell Mooney versus Van Jefferson without Allen Robinson or Cooper cup. How do you feel about it now after having some time to think about it? I still don't. I want Van Jefferson to
1: pop off. I really want Van Jefferson to pop off. But with the quarterback situation, Bryce Perkins or John Wolford, I mean, that's just, it's not a great situation. I think Claypool has a chance to, with Mooney out, I think we're going to see a lot more Claypool in Chicago. So I probably am riding Claypool. Mm. Or at least carrying him as an option to see
2: what happens. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Herms, how do you feel about it? I'm with Nate. Like I, I want to see it from Van Jefferson, but again, this is the Rams' offense. Like I can't get excited about the Rams' offense right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, I still feel icky about the optimism I have for Kyron Williams. Even <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. I even I even uh, yeah I wrote about it recently. I was just like I hate the fact that I'm saying this, <laughs> but yeah. you know, like that's pretty much my. You know, approach to the the Rams at, at this point. Like, even in like waiver columns that I've written this year, like there's the free part of it, and then there's a part behind the paywall where I have like a huge list or whatever, and like uh, like position by position. And I've jokingly added no one from the Los Angeles Rams in like multiple categories <laughs> on that yeah, list, just yeah. to really reiterate how much faith I don't have. And like, I too love Van Jefferson. I think in an I like in a more normal circumstance, even if they're just a slightly below average offense, I'd feel good about it. But this is such a weird circumstance that it's like I'm not trying to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And to be honest, I actually did drop Chase Claypool at a couple leagues, but that was before the Mooney injury. Now that, like, in a a pre-Mooney injury world, I was just not interested in Claypool at all for the remainder of this year. But he's in a position where, like, I mean, they they traded for him with the understanding he would get himself acclimated and still has that next year on his contract. It was definitely more of a move for the future anyway. But, like, he has to step up and be really good immediately. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. I yeah. mean, he doesn't have a choice. Like, the Bears are still out there trying their best, whereas the Rams, I mean, like... I'm sure they're if you ask it in, yeah, they, oh, absolutely. they'll tell you they're trying their best. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're, <laughs> but- <laughs> they're packing it in. Sean McVay is actually going to go spend some time with his wife and kids after not seeing him for the last four years, I think. Yeah. Um, so here we have one from Adam, uh, another one from Adam. Um, Who should I start my flex this week? And in a vacuum, this sounds like a, a question that doesn't even need answered, but it, there is a conversation to have about this. Kareem Hunt plays the Texans number one team uh, uh, Four running backs to play. So he could smash, Jeff Wilson goes against the 49ers. Raheem Mostert probably on track to play, but might not get a full workload. Former team, Jeff Wilson just was over there in San Francisco, so revenge game narrative here. I normally don't want anything to do with Cream Hunt, but it's at least intriguing against the Texans. Nate, which way do you which way do you run here? Are you taking Wilson in the revenge game?
1: I'm taking Wilson. Look, I I get wanting. To believe that Kareem Hunt's finally going to do something against his Texans defense, but he's not because they're just going to, Nick Chubb's going to have like 200 yards in this game. It's going to be ridiculous. And Jeff Wilson, the matchup doesn't look great on paper, but I don't care about that because Jeff Wilson is their RB1. Mostert's been dinged up. I'm pretty sure he's playing, but it doesn't matter. Jeff Wilson is going to tear it up in this game. And I am starting him everywhere I can, everywhere I've got him.
2: And, Herms, this comes back to me, same thing we talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Miami has Super Bowl aspirations, and I think that includes Raheem Mostert. They need him healthy. They want a 1-2 combo going into the playoffs against some of these electric offenses, like the Chiefs, to keep the, the ball away from them. Do you think that they, they run out Mostert and, and it seeps up some of Wilson's value? Um, or are you still willing to roll him out over Kareem Hunt, who's been almost just like a bust this year, honestly?
3: Dude, I... I'm against the idea of people being too intrigued by the revenge game narrative and role because it is a dangerous matchup. Like I would try to avoid playing any dolphins running back at all costs this week, unless your alternative is Kareem hunt, because I don't, I feel even worse about that. Like you said, dude, I dread it's going back to my Scott Fishbowl team. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Talk talk about more things that my genius brain decided to. Oh my god! I felt so. I had him. I had Alvin Kamara. I I I thought this team was going to be so good. So just yeah, (laughs) Kareem Hunt. Another reminder of just what. Yeah, dude. It makes sense as to why people are going to be intrigued by this, especially because you know, like we were saying, like the Texans are bad, but. They they don't have to involve Kareem Hunt at all to right. win this game. They haven't had to involve Kareem Hunt at all yeah. at any point this year, really. So, like, the only scenario in which Kareem Hunt is somebody that I feel super good about is, like, A, if you're just, like, a deep league where that's the type of guy that you roll out in your <laughs> lineup because that's what you do. And there are yeah. plenty of leagues like that, so, like, nothing wrong with that. But, like, if I'm assuming this is, like, even to some sort of, quote-unquote, normal-ish 10-12 team situation, you can you can do without Kareem Hunt.
2: So. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. Great question though, really great qu- question from you, uh, Adam. Yeah. I hope I hope you're subscribed to the channel, man. Come back and hang out with us again. Here we got one from um, first we got uh, okay we got one from Zachary Jamal or Rashad White. Ooh, very good question here. I think it's still Rashad White. I kind of want that closer on Monday Night Football, um, but you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if if we see Jamal Williams bag a couple more TDs here. Herms, we just talked up both these guys. Do you have a quick decision here from Zach?
3: Like I was saying before, I mean, like, it's been boring. It's been quiet. But the Jamal Williams top 12 season, I don't see it, you know, derailing itself this week. So I'll, I'll go with the boring thing because he's
2: good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nate, any digression Same. from you? Nope. Okay. All right. Um, We got it shied saying, uh i'm subscribing now you guys are cool that. We, yeah, we, we can take some shit talk so we appreciate you uh, in here doing that here we got buffalo wild wings b dubs in the chat baby how would you guys rank e- each of these rest of season tony dpj obj all right we love it 0. 0.5 ppr form as well so odo beckham jr Donvin peoples jones Kadarius tony a lot of question marks here, guys. Tony, we we don't know what the health of the hamstrings is going to be. Right. Um, we're seeing more Sky more in his absence. Donovan Peoples-Jones, we've been harping on him for eight, eight weeks now that, that yeah. we love him, but there is the unknown Deshaun Watson factor. Does that improve the offense? Does it not improve the offense? What's going to happen there? And then Odell Beckham Jr., guys, he's visiting with the Cowboys. He's visited with the Giants already. Had a little bit of a plane incident, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a uh, something that keeps him from signing here. Herms, which way do you go? Because um, just rank these rest of season for uh, for B dubs here, if you could, please.
3: Well, I mean, I know the number one, and anybody who's ever you know listened to my podcast, the Lateral Show, a sideways look at fantasy football, you will know how I feel about Donovan, the People's Jones. He is the Jones of the people. Okay, like this man pretty much the entire season, but, like, mostly since, like, week four or so. Like, it kind of fell off a little bit recently, but, like, otherwise me, just, yeah. like, consistent, consistent, consistent. because consi- Like, if you're just looking for, like, hey, who's probably going to get me around 10 to 12 points? Donovan the Peoples Jones. I'm here for it. Like, especially because he's the type of receiver that has done kind of well with Deshaun Watson in the past. So, I mean, like, I feel like that'll be a pretty natural pairing between the two of them. And then also because he's the healthiest of the other <laughs> guys too, <laughs> like Tony. I I was he got all, us all. I, I, uh, makes me so sad. <laughs> like, I was so stoked about you know picking him up and stashing him on my bench in so many leagues. Thinking like, wow, this is really gonna you know. Ugh. Nope, hadn't, hadn't really worked out. So I'm a little annoyed about the I Donovan Peoples Jones number one. Odell Beckham Jr., number two, because it's like, sure, he's not on a team, but at least as soon as he signs with the team, we know he's healthy. And then Tony at the bottom, because it's like, now, there's a realistic world in which Kadarius Tony is fully healthy, and he's the easy number one on this list. But his health is such an enigma that we're just never yeah. going to know. Like, I, we will
1: never know. <laughs> it was like the year we wondered if Joe Mixon was missing a foot. Yes, <laughs> like he keeps yes. <laughs> He, he's out with a foot injury. Well, does he have
2: one? Like, does Kadarius Tony even have a hamstring? I'm yeah, concerned. And, and he's hurt Me both too. of them. So, and I think my thing about OBJ too, is like, I don't want to roster him rest of season. Like I get the appeal, but like realistically it is week 13. Next week is week 14. By the time he gets signs with the team, it's going to be week 14. If not week 15, like, are you really going to want to play him in his first or second game out there? I think he goes to Dallas. I think it makes the most sense here. He's a big-name big, big name player. They're a big-name team. I think it just makes all the sense in the world for their playoff push. But I don't want to roll him out in my fantasy football playoffs not seeing him with one of these quarterbacks, whether it's Daniel Jones, whether it's Dak Prescott here. I don't want to roster him. I'm not rostering Tony. So it's DPJ for me as well. Nate, any any final thoughts on, on OBJ?
1: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head of – When are we going to see him at full capacity? Is it going to be before the fantasy playoffs are over? And plus, if he goes somewhere like Dallas, now he's the wide receiver three, realistically. New York, he's the wide receiver one, maybe probably the wide receiver two. But
2: Donovan People jones
1: I love the guy. The Peoples-Jones.
2: The Peoples-Jones. I'm going to get into my short thing, Sleeper of the Week. I'll round us out here with this. And guys, for the first time this year for my short sure thing sleep of the week, I'm going to go to the quarterback position. I was feeling a little feeling a little diverse this week, wanted to tear it up. I'm going Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Miami Dolphins. And you can say what you want. I don't. Mike McDaniels is not a defensive mastermind, so I don't think he knows how to beat Kyle Shanahan. And again, this isn't the same 49ers team that Mike McDaniel knows and loves. CMC is there. Ayuk is. Become a really, really nice wide receiver. I didn't drink the Kool-Aid this this year, uh egg on my face for that. But this is a really dynamic offense here. Dolphins have been a top three matchups for QBs um this season and top three over the last month as well. So, wh- whatever way you want to cut that recently season long, QBs can get it done during the Dolphins. I think a lot of points are put up in this one as well. And also the QBs they face over the last month, guys, have not been that good and they're still allowing points. Kyle Allen. Jacoby Brissett, Justin Fields, Jared Goff. One of those games is Justin Fields' blow-up one, which I can understand. But still, Kyle Allen, Jacoby Brissett, and Jared Goff have kind of had their way with this defense as well. Um, QB 11 on a points-per-game basis over the last two months for Jimmy G. That's most of the season. He's been a QB 1. His TD percentage is up to almost a career-high, 5.3. And the biggest thing keeping him fantasy-relevant, interception rate, career-low, 1.3. I love what he's done all season long. Um, So so I'm going Jimmy G here, guys, against Miami. I think he should be ranked as a top 12 play, but he's not. I love it. Miami's third
1: worst against the quarterback, which I think you said 20.6 points per week. And like you said, guys like Kyle Allen, Jared Goff are going off against him. And Jimmy G has a lot more weapons than some of these guys that have had bigger games. I I think this is a great call.
3: Dude, dude, I... Look, so I mean, I I co-host a podcast with the world's biggest Jimmy Garoppolo stand, so we do talk about it a lot. Yeah, but like, sure, people are a little kind of scared off in fantasy when it comes to like, oh, well, he's just kind of a game manager, you know. It's like you know, and like those types of options are kind of boring. But when you have a game manager that has a team (laughs) with Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Sometimes a healthy Debo Samuel, like you can manage a pretty awesome explosive game if you've got weapons like that, dude. Like, yeah. it, like the it's not even just this week for me. Like it's been in recent weeks. It's this week. It's it's weeks into the future for the rest of the fantasy season. I hope you picked up Jimmy Garoppolo and you just solved your streaming problem, quote unquote, because. He should be in your lineup every single week with how just yeah. like dynamic this offense
2: is. Such a blast of an episode. So many new faces in the chat. So many familiar faces in the chat, Nate. I'm glad we get to do this every Friday. This is the in between Fantasy football podcast. We have a ton of content here. If you guys are new to our channel here on the YouTube as well, over at our site, we combine feel good lifestyle advice with our fancy sports advice. So, we can help you whether you want to read your content, whether you want to watch it, listen it. Nate and I will be back on Tuesday nights. We have our Tuesday night shows. We talk waivers. We play a little bit of uh, a fun mini games as well. So we'll be doing that. And then on Fridays, Nate and I are here with a slew of great guests every week. Herms, thank you so much for hanging around with us, man. I know you've been on for with us for about an hour and we, we can't appreciate that enough, man.
3: 100%. Dude, I am always glad. To join in the in between media fun, it is always a good time. Also, yeah, my first ever appearance on anything.
2: There we go. The in
3: between media holiday show 2020. All right, yes like, sir. Look, hey, you have to make your debut somewhere, folks. This is a it's a
2: natural. It's a nice little cozy corner that I get to hang out in. Hey, well, we appreciate that, guys. Um, Like I said, if you guys aren't subscribed to the channel, you enjoy this type of content, the good vibes, the good fancy football advice. We also have NASCAR once that comes back, PGA, and a whole lot of betting advice in between, guys. We will be back on Tuesday night. Until then, keep it in between. Thank you. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice.